you found out recently that your wife, a year before you all got married, has a sex tape out. It's a gangbang sex tape. A year before you guys got married. And you ask her, well, what's going on? Why did you do that? She said, I needed money to buy your wedding ring. Welcome back, you know, good bastards, to the Pod Deep podcast. Be very quiet. Kick back. Listen up. Subscribe, comment, and like. Pod Deep podcast. We back at you. Please like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere that you can get your podcast, please like, follow us. Do Google. But we're back. So you got me, you got Sid, you got Hot Rod, you got Hughes, you got Jay. We all in the building. We all in the building. All right. We're going to get this started off real quick. I'm going to start off with the question of the week. Episode 22, question of the week. You are you happily married for five years. You found your person. This is the person God wanted you to be with. Happily married for five years. Uh, you found out recently that your wife, a year before you all got married, has a sex tape out. It's a gangbang sex tape. A year before you guys got married. You find out and you ask her, well, what's going on? Why did you do that? She said, I needed money to buy your wedding ring. So that's what I did. It's on y'all. What, what y'all doing? Choke that up. <laughs> Hey, when you when you say it's a game bang, uh, you mean it's from a professional studio, right? Or or is it just an amateur style shit? Professional studio. We we'll call it professional studio. And she got paid to do this. Got paid to do it. She used the money to buy your wedding ring. We'll start with Jared. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing, Jay? Realistically, I couldn't go through with it. I would probably. You know, if I get rid of her, I wouldn't. You are you you already married? You married? You've been married happily for five years. No person. You got to eat it. Five years happy. You got to just suck it up and eat it. (laughs) What can you do? You got to suck it up. You staying with it, huh? I think you stay with it. All right. All right. What you think? Uh, We got problems. (laughs) Yeah, we got we got big problems. I don't give a fuck that you tried that you did it to get my ring. Um and I know it's a year before well, year before we got married. We've been happily married for five years, but that tape is just gonna be 
always there. You know, it's it's always there. You know, so it's always gonna be in my mind. And um, it, it it we gonna have it. I don't know if I'm a dropper <laughs> on the spot, but uh, it's gonna it's it, we gonna. Oof, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say I'm a dropper on the spot. I say that, but we gonna have some problems. That's that's the most I can say right now. We gonna have some definite problems. So you don't. So you're not saying you're done with it. But I ain't saying I'm done with it because we got five years. You know, we got five years happily married. But that, for me personally, like that's like that vision is gonna always be in my head. And and on on top of the fact, it's a tape. So that motherfucker is always out there. It's always accessible to anyone. So it'd be tough. It'd be tough for me moving forward. Wait, what do you think? Uh, what used to be happiness is not happy anymore. Uh, <laughs> I would be devastated. I would be livid. Uh, I'm the type of person, we get married. I'll pay for my own damn ring if you ain't got it. I don't need no ring from you. If, if 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 you don't have it, but to do something like that, uh, that's a that that's a it's a backstab move to me. You know what I'm saying? And I know you said we five years in, we happy and all this. I don't think I I would be the same. I don't, it, it's different. It's different if this was a, a scenario of this is what you did prior to us forming a relationship and getting married. But we were engaged when you did some shit like this. So it would really alter my view, my feelings, and all that towards uh, my wife-to-be. And I, I don't think I can go back to no happy state of, you know, like, let's let's move forward. You know, I forgive you and, you know, cool my y'all. It, it might be a wrap for me, mm, even though so it's something other past. It just might be a wrap for me. Wow. So... So five years, that that one, I know that's a biggie, but that one is going to destroy five years of, of building this happiness. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a step I move. That that would make my mind go to thinking, how many times have you did it? Yeah, you, you it, enjoy it. Yeah, it's more so like also it's it's what you chose to do to get yeah. the money. Like, okay, you didn't have the money, you could have done some other shit, but yeah, you, you did that because. You did that because you you wanted it, you know, in your mind. That's something you wanted to do, right? You know, or some kind of sick, some kind of fantasy or something. So, yeah. Look, um, for me, I just think, man. I thought about this one. I, I might just have to chalk it up. I I might just have to talk. I might have to take the L. I, I'm five years in. We super happy. It was a year before. I mean, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? You found so your. What so what happens when uh she when she fall on hard times when y'all married? Exactly. <laughs> That's what you gonna do? Married, you know what I'm saying? We lean on each other when we married, but I, I get it. But five, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk it up. I'm gonna take the L. Five years in, that's my person. You say everybody make mistakes. It's a big one. Everybody make mistakes, but I'm 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 staying. I'm staying. I would just have a, uh, I would just have a, a, a ton of questions that I could never stop. Like you know how you 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 go through some stuff. Like we're gonna move forward. Ain't no point of going in the past. 
I don't, I don't think I could just keep on moving forward without asking. How did you? How did you get this this offer? You know what I'm saying? How, they reached out to you. You reached out to them. I don't <laughs> think I would ever stop that. You got you got hella questions, huh? Yeah, I got hella questions. <laughs> or or she come in with some new shit. Be like, I thought you didn't have no money. <laughs> I just said you had no money. Like how you how you get this bag? You know. I'm just tugging, jugging now, you know. <laughs> hey, let me piggyback off that, if you don't mind, Seth. Yeah. Something came up a few episodes ago. We didn't get to it. Do you guys ever think about your ex's, I'm sorry, your current woman's ex? Do you ever think about your current woman's ex? No. I thought we broke, no. No, I thought we, I thought we did bring, uh, talk about this one. No, we never recorded it. Oh, okay. It was gotcha. offline. Current woman, ex. your wife's, your wife or girlfriend's ex. Do you ever think about that person? No, I don't. No, nah. I don't. Don't bother me at all. Okay. Don't what about you, Jerry? Every once in a while, it comes up. You know, you're dealing with uh, family issues. Put it that way. It comes mm -hmm. up. Comes up that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, we never. All right, good. So we got. <laughs> so we got. We got Hughes gone. We got Jerry staying. I'm staying. Rodney got a lot of questions he got to ask. But no, 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 no. Rodney got no questions. I pretty much, I'm, I'm pretty much out. But <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on. Nah, I'm gonna change. I'm with, I'm, I'm out. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> All right, so that's two staying, two out. Yeah. Question of the week. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, so we had some election news this week. Uh, the last month, we've had some election uh, election news. A couple of people declared they're running for president. First of all, I want to talk to you a little bit about Donald Trump. Donald Trump announced that he's running again in 2024. Um, can he win? Anybody got thoughts on, can he actually win this thing, you think? Right, I'll start with you. You think he got a chance to win it? No, I mean, well, it, I guess it all depends on who who he's running against. Um, I think uh, as long as as long as there's a strong candidate to go against him, uh, I don't think he'll win. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I'm not uh, I don't have any anxiety about him running because I think we kind of all knew that um, he wasn't going nowhere. Um, after he left office, he was still going to be in the mix. So, you know, I think this was kind of uh, inevitability that he was going to declare for the race. So I don't think, you you know, we need to be kind of antsy about it. You know, this country was divided, hate-filled long before he ever took office. And, um, you know, all he did was just play off, play on it and, and, and placate to it. So, you know, we, you know, he, he, he is who he is. No need for us to panic, you know, but you know, to, uh, somebody got to get their shit together and, and, and be, put a, uh, you know, a, a worthy candidate out there. I don't, I don't, I don't, Biden to be fucking a hundred by then. So, you know, but yeah, well, uh, long story short, um, it's not out of surprise to see him, uh, running and I'm not panicking just because he's running. I think he, he can be beat. Jerry, you think he can win? I think he can, but 
uh, I guess another point, I don't want to call it a bigger point, just another point that I have been thinking about is what's taking so long for them to convict him on something? Like, he, you know, he's under multiple, he has uh, multiple trials or investigations going, and you just know he's done something dirty. It just seems like they're taking a long time to actually dig something up that can stick to him that would actually get him out of the way so he, he couldn't have a chance of winning. But to answer your question, I, th- I think he does have a, a chance of winning. It's probably just him versus the Santos or the Santis from Florida. Mm-hmm. That's probably who it'll come down to. And yeah, I think he has a good chance of winning. He has a lot of loyal uh, followers still left. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. What do you think, Hugh? Yeah, I, def- I definitely think uh, he has a chance of winning. Uh, like Jared was uh, alluding to, you know, when you think about somebody that's Mr. Untouchable, he he fits the bill of that. You, you're talking about charge after charge after tar- charge, media attention, and nothing sticks to this guy. I mean, this guy has said whatever he wanted to say and still hasn't been kicked off any race. You know, he uses a bully tactic that, that, that has the, the Republicans uh, – backing him and stuff like that, I, I definitely think he could win because I don't think there's another Democrat that's polarizing that can really challenge him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, and, and for us as American, I don't think there's anything for us to panic about. You know, we, we've been through it before with him. So, you know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. My thoughts is, um, and, I, and I'm, I, I got a piggyback question on that. Um, how so first of all, my thought is on it is he he definitely can still win. It just he definitely can still win, but I hope he does more to hurt his party by running against another. You know, he, I hope he divides his own party. That's what I hope he hope happens because there's some really staunch Trump supporters still out there, man. I mean, it's just crazy. This dude, he was on a he was on the news yesterday or a couple days ago talking about he wants to terminate the constitution so we can overturn the election. Man, just just crazy stuff. But us as blacks, him getting back in office, does that hurt us? Does it help us? What's your thoughts on that? This is you. We never had one president to really, you know, set something aside for us. You know what I'm saying? We've been, you know, backsliding and surviving and maintaining for all these many years, just digging and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just it's just another day at the office for us. You know, we really don't have an agenda in black America, you know. OK. All right. Cool. I think it it, it could it could hurt us because um, they continue to try to put a little sneak shit in and, in, in, you know, take away certain things that directly affect us um you know just with the voter the voting stuff yeah you know just something as simple as that so uh, i could see him pushing a lot of other shit or trying to push a lot of other stuff that slowly but surely could take away stuff that you wouldn't think that could be taken away from us but you know so it, it could be mm-hmm. um oh yeah I, I like what you said, Rodney, about voting rights and things like that. I think when 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 he was in office, I think like a lot of our issues took a back seat to what was going. On. So, it just not it's not a good look for him to become president again. So I hate that he's running, but I do hope he divides that party so somebody from the um, from the other side can just walk in and walk into the presidency. Also, speaking of 
speaking of running and speaking of bids, Kanye West <laughs> announced that he's running in 2024. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Squeak, what, what do you think about that, man? <laughs> I think my man trying to uh, recoup that damn money that he lost from all them damn uh, endorsements deal. I, 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 without a shadow of doubt, I, I know that guy don't think he can win. You know what I'm saying? He's been having bad press runs uh, with, with, with a lot of his endorsements deals. So there's no way America would rally behind him like they have Trump with his viewpoints and, and some of the outspoken things that he said. So nah, I don't see him being a legitimate candidate. You know what I'm saying? More power to him if you want to spend his part of our money uh, trying to be the president, but he won't have my vote. Is it is is this candidacy serious enough to take votes from somebody that's that is serious though? I doubt it. Not not in my opinion. You know, with what he's receiving in the uh, media right now, not in my opinion. You know, Jared, what you think? Uh, I wouldn't take. I don't take that. Take him seriously. But I did see he was selling a lot of merch with that. You know, he's his new. I don't know if you call it a brand. Uh, I guess you could could call it a brand. It's that Yay yeah. 24. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read a story today about him selling a lot of merch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, a money-making opportunity, get some attention. But he could end up taking some votes away from the Republican Party. So yeah. it could, could be a problem for them. He could be. And he, I read a story about how he asked Donald Trump, I guess he was joking with him, but he asked Donald Trump to be his running mate. Yes. <laughs> be a dude. Dude, wow. He, he wilder. What you think, Rod? Not even worth talking about for me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm waiting for him just to totally self-destruct and, you know, get out of the news because I'm just tired of hearing about him. Yeah, he's, yes. He, he's getting old. It's just wearing on you. I think. His, his whole act to me is just starting to just work, just wear on everybody. Just... So I got I got a question. Mm-hmm. So if Adidas called him today or tomorrow and be like, hey, we was tripping, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you want, we'll concede. You know, we'll give you anything you need, anything you ever wanted. Would all this go away? Would all this erratic behavior and everything, will all that go away? I don't think it would. I think it would. I, think, I thought I think, he got I, what I think, he wanted from Adidas other than controlling them. I'm just saying whatever he wanted, they, they gave it to him. And now they his the, that partnership is back. All his whatever he lost is back. Does all this erratic behavior go away? I, I don't think so, man. I, just, I think he's just uh, like a like a whore for the spotlight, man. He just loves that attention. I think he just, I think he just fuels them. I mean, he just gotta, he just gotta be on everybody's mind. He just has to be the center of attention, man. He, he, and I don't, and I'm, and I'm getting, I'm sort of getting tired of that excuse of the, the mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. I really, I really am, man. I'm, everybody's using that excuse, but I think everybody now is starting to, turn their back on like this dude is really he really out there you know people are starting to move move more away from him because i really think now people are like it ain't the mental illness this guy's just you know 
a not a good person. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Hey, let me, let ask, me ask a question. Do you think we feel that way because he's a, he a black man? Like, do 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 we feel that way about Trump? Like how we feel about Kanye and, and uh, Kyrie? Or is it just that, you know, us being black, we like, come on, bro, you, you, you shine a better light on us. Like, I don't put Kyrie and Kanye in the same boat at all. Like, I, in my opinion, Kanye is uh, like he's a he's all about self to me. Kanye is all about self shining his own spotlight on himself, similar to what Trump is. So I agree in that, but I don't think Kyrie. I think Kyrie is misinformed more than anything. So that's my that's my two cents on that. You had a question, Jay? Yeah. Do you guys see him making a comeback, and how do you see him pulling that off, or do you think he's done? When I say comeback, I mean getting back to close to his level of popularity before all this stuff blew up. Music wise, you talking about everything, music, fashion, just his whole status. Do you ever see him making a full comeback? I think he's done. I think he I think he's done. I don't think he will never get back to the music genius he was. I don't think he will get the endorsement deals that he had. He pretty much shot himself in the foot with all this nonsense. So I, I don't I don't see it. Okay. I said he was done when he made Yeezus, but you know, hot music and art seems like it has a way to to the softer side of people. So as long as he's a creator, uh I don't I don't ever see that leaving him that's probably one of his 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 gifts that he has you know being an underdog in, in hip-hop i think that you know if he has that audience and stuff like that and he comes with those bangers i think he'd be right back on top i don't think so i don't think he will i think you know people you know people starting to distance themselves from him and I don't, you know, and we and we as black folks, we should have distanced ourselves a long time from this clown. Um, so I don't, I don't see him ever. I don't see him making that return to wherever, you know, what whenever is when, whenever you think he was at his highest. I don't think he'll get to that ever again. You think? You think he'll? You think he can win back to like his his black audience? Do you think he? You think he's lost his black audience? I guess that's the first question. You think you think he's lost his black audience, and do you think he'll ever get them back if he has lost them? Well, uh, I think so. I think he. I think he's started to lose them. I think before he's, you know, with all the shenanigans and everything prior to you know this year, you know, people were still fucking with him. But I think with this last round of stuff that he's been up to, I I think you can slowly see people just being like, you know, I'm not fucking with this guy. You know, he just he just he's just doing too much. And like I said, he 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 as we I said earlier on other podcasts, this cat just too inconsistent. Like with your with your black and pro-blackness and everything now, but a lot of that shit's canceled out with, with all the other nonsense you're doing, wearing the MAGA hats and White Lives Matter shirts and you know, uh, you know, all the other shit. So I can't, you know, we can't get behind it because he clearly he just do this shit when it's when it suits him. Uh, he go on these little rants and shit when it suits him, but he he's, he's not he's not consistent with his message. So 
Um, yeah, yeah, I think we. I, I don't think we're gonna. He gonna get that audience. That's, yeah. What do you think? I don't think he need us. You know, like that dude been operating and and on a level that we haven't really pushed him to. You know, we we gave him his initial push, but once he got past us and got into that 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 pop superstar realm. Ain't try to you know include us and stuff like that. You know it's just things that he do that we don't go for, but the masses they go for. You know like a uh, going to the Georgia Dome for a listening session. You know what I'm saying I don't know nobody went to that, but you know that was like a big buzz. You know where where he but, was living there. You know but he but he but that audience that you're talking about he you know we it wasn't whether he needed us. But you know, well, that wasn't the question whether he he needed the black audience. He was like, would he get the black audience back? But to mm-hmm. your point, ain't what he doing now alienating that bigger audience that he that he had? Yes and no. Sometimes people, sometimes people like that controversy, sort of like with the Trump. And instead of them running away from you, they flock to you to ask you more question after questions. And that's what it seems like he's feeling. Those people that like to be curious and, and like to know what's going on in your head and why you're coming up. We don't we don't operate like that. When you start talking crazy like that and drawing too much attention, we like deuces. Other people seem to be, you know, like, tell me what makes you tick. And, and we don't, you know, we don't operate like that, really. You shine too much of a light around us and it's like, hey, what you doing? You know, that, that's too bright. Hold, hold that down. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes him unique. And that's what makes him awkward all in one. You know, you, you're talking about the guy that, that was supposed to be reading off a telethon uh, about Hurricane Katrina. He went straight left with it. Like, hey, George, George Bush don't like black people. And that was the first inkling of, of whatever for him to unravel. You know what I'm saying? him getting drunk at the MTV Awards, walking up, you know what I'm saying, grabbing a microphone for Taylor Swift. Beyonce deserved this. Well, I'm going to let you finish. This is the dude that he he ain't stopped since then. And I don't think he ever stopped, you know? And that's what they really love about the cat. Who Who is they? Uh, the I would say the masses in the media, you know what I'm saying? Because for us, that's embarrassing sometimes. But they've never unplugged this microphone he still has an outlet. He still has that power to perform and entertain and stuff like that. And we looking at him like he's a damn uh, disgrace and embarrassment. But for some people, they looking at it like, yeah, that's how y'all really act, you know? So you got you you got to divide in, in here, you know what I'm saying? With with the brother that we all all seem to love and like in the beginning of his career. Not to say not to say that I don't uh, love and like the brother. I, I I still listen to his music. Go ahead, Jared. No, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't want to seem like I was trying to interrupt you. No, go ahead. More of trying to mess with my mic. I think um, if we forgave or put under the rug or what R. Kelly did, Bill Cosby, uh, people have been child molesters and they've continued on in entertainment. And I think it's just important, as I say that, just to keep in mind that it's just entertainment. He's not a politician or a real influencer when it comes to the black community, to me, that's just my opinion. And I think he's one hit away, one hit album away, one song away, one tour away, one two week stint in rehab away from rebuilding his brand and and everything being okay. Because people, this isn't the news now, 
but in 30 days, 60 days, this would be old news. We'll, you know, been and forgot about this. So I think he can come back. Maybe not to the level that he was at before, but he can make a make a comeback, in my opinion. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I guess to your point, Jerry, we have, you know, forgiven many people. I guess one trait that we have as African Americans, we do forgive. I mean, we, we um, but getting back to where he getting back to what he was, I think that'd be I just think that'd be super tough. I don't know if he'll ever get get back to where he was but there's always a possibility yeah he's hurting his his business um yes connections mm -hmm. you need live nation you need touring companies you need to, to work with stadiums and brands and you can't do that you know with his behavior and what he's saying and doing but that's the point though he can't come back if if like to me whether he have a hit song or get get the black audience back that don't mean shit you know, like like you was like Squeak you were talking about earlier. That that doesn't mean anything. It's his business side. You know the connections that he had in business is that what made him who he was or got him to that popularity. And I don't give a what you. I don't see nobody coming back from how many mother you know come back from from Jew talk. You know, dissing Jews. How many people bounce back from that? You can be a child molester and bounce back. You can do other things and bounce back, but when you go down that path, don't too many people bounce back from that. Can you name one person who hasn't bounced back who went down this path? Mel Gibson. He's bounced back. His movie is he on Pro know, Amazon bro. Prime right now. He's still Mel making Gibson. movies. He's still he's making still movies. making movies, but he wasn't. He he he's not. He wasn't. He's not Mel Gibson. He's not. He's not at that status that he was. But Bruce Willis is not Bruce Willis. Bruce, him and Bruce Willis make the same type of movies right now. They made but, 10, 20 different movies. But same but same. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't I mean, what Mel Gibson is in his 70s, so it's gonna be hard for them to motherfucking make any movies anyway. But prior to this, like Mel Gibson had Mel Gibson lost a lot. He lost a lot. He lost a lot, and he and he he never bounced back to where he was. So if he got a movie on Prime, okay, but. I was I, I don't think he he bounced back. I don't think he would he, you could point to him bouncing back. I mean I get, the only person that I would that I can think of in their prime that came close to tugging that line with the Jew talk was Ice Cube with his death certificate album. You know what I'm saying? Um when he was, you know, I guess pushing the line on the black uh black Muslim type of uh talk. You know, they they pretty much tagged his, his album with the anti-Semitic type of flow. And he really wasn't, you know, he really wasn't going in on them, you know, from a racist standpoint, just basically just telling how it is. Um, but he chose to do something different. I don't know if they blackballed him. He chose to do something different with his style of rap, you know what I'm saying? So he never saw that same success until he flipped to the movies, you know? Was it more so, did you, was it more so his affiliation or they thought his affiliation with 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 the Islams, I mean, with Nation of Islam. What what I mean? So was it indirectly what they thought to be his affiliation with them? And you know, of course, everyone thought figures. You know that Farrakhan is, is an anti-Semite. So was was it that that affiliation, or was it actual what he said? Because I'm I'm thinking about it. He he talked more about Koreans and, and Asians on the album, didn't he? Yeah, but he was uh, 
you know, it, it was both really. And, um, you know, he was the one that got it, Jerry Heller. You know, you can't be the nigga for life crew with a white dude telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, he was hitting him like that. So it was both, actually, which to your point, it was both. You know, who he was affiliated with and 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 what he was saying, because he was going at everybody in that point, you know. And I, I don't know if he had to distance himself from the, from the black Muslims, you know what I'm saying, to break that. Because after that, you never really saw him, you know, kind of move or, or talk like that anymore. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, a lot of it was based for Jerry Heller. I, that's what I thought a lot of that. that G- it could, yeah, it could have been, yeah. Based been. on it, going at Jerry Heller. But one thing about Ice Cube, he kept it in the music. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he went outside, you know, posting it on, you know, well, I guess they didn't have Twitter or anything. Yes, before the internet. But he kept it in the music, though. He kept it in the music, and I think that's what makes it a lot different. Yeah. yeah totally a lot different. All right. All right, boys. Still in, still staying on election. I just really want to tell you one thing. So uh, Georgia has a super huge runoff election. A runoff is happening on Tuesday. Uh, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. I just want to throw this out to the group. Have, have you guys ever like? Were able, have, have you ever been able to listen to Herschel Walker? Yes. To, like, <laughs> I mean, I just like in my mind, I'm like, how this dude got this far? Like, how the hell? Did, how is he? How can he be a senator? Because somebody know? put somebody put somebody is trying to separate the black votes. I mean, I'm I'm just dumbfounded, man. You know, they they're they're strategically trying to stop him from talking up during this runoff, so because he was losing, <laughs> they they just it's inevitably that he'll just lose because he'll just shoot himself in the foot. He doesn't. He's just a just a bad candidate all through and through. Anybody got any? Anybody got thoughts on on Herschel Walker in his in his runoff race? <laughs> oh man. Um, it's 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 sad, man. It's sad that somebody of his ilk could actually could actually run. I mean, get to this point. I mean, uh, I just read somewhere Trump is you know Trump backed him and got him in this position, but now he's kind of he's you know fleeing the scene from him, I guess, because he see that this cat you know ain't going he ain't gonna win. But it's 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 really sad. This is a really sad to see he hear him talk, and he clearly has no idea what he's talking about on sure. anything. <laughs> he no. has no clue, but you know they propping him up. You know mm-hmm. they propping him up to to get to, to fit their agenda. So why are you say it's sad though, Rodney? It's it's sad because he's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to correct. Yeah. be so harsh but he's stupid as fuck and, yeah. and he got a chance to you know represent a state in the United States in, 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 in D.C. so that's a sad state of affairs if if someone of his IQ can, can, can be in this position but that's where we at yeah man I totally think puppet when I see this dude talking i was just like puppet he's not saying anything he's doing a lot of talking and ain't saying nothing and i just think 
they this dude can be a senator, man. He could be a senator, one of two senators in the state. He could be one. I, I just, not, not even articulate. I mean, I could. It's one thing if if I'm articulate and and I'm I'm just talking. I'm just you know blowing smoke up your ass. But at least right. I'm, you know. <laughs> It's motherfucking yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to close on that, and I'm telling everybody in Georgia, go vote, go vote, yeah. man. Do not let this do, can't let this dude win the Senate race. That's a fact. Can't let this dude win the Senate race. All right, boys. Um, up next, let's talk a little bit about Coach Prime. Coach Prime this week announced that he'll be leaving um, Jackson State HBCU to coach at Colorado. I want to pose this question to the boys. What's your thoughts? Did he do enough? Did he do enough at that HBC to move on? Is it, is it selfish? What about the kids? Squeak, we'll start with you. What you think, man? Uh, first of all, let me say congratulations, prime time. You know, um, I had mixed emotions when I first uh, read that on ESPN when the news broke. I'm like, damn, man. I thought you was gonna do this. I thought you was gonna do this. I, in my mind, I was I was thinking this would be like a five year stint. He was gonna help the HBCUs and everything like that. But then I, I had to realize something. When you have a when you have a person like him, you know, coming to your institution, and he's bringing this much attention to your institution and to the other HBCU teams that that he's playing around and for their conference. You have to do whatever you need to do to keep him, to make him happy. If he say we need better facilities, that's what it is. If he say these players need better equipment, that's what it is. If you play hardball with prime time, just know the big, the big other schools, the big top 10 schools and the big 12 schools, they're looking to go after him. He are, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame uh, football player. He already has a knack to talk with the with with the young kids. We know that because the, the kids that's in high school that were coming out, they were all leaving to go to his school or to a other HBCU. So that was already in the air. You know what I'm saying? Now this year they had those games uh, on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that the HBCU commission did a horrible job by not just, you know, doing what he needed to, to get done to keep that man. You know, I, I think Prime needed like a five, seven year type of contract to keep him in that school so you can keep those recruits from coming through. It's the first time, like before we start, it's the first time that I ever got to look at the HBCU games other than just trying to look at the halftime performance. You know what I'm saying? It's the first time that I ever, you know, just watched it and stuff like that, you know, and, and just you know, just making me say that if I go back in time, shit, I would have went to an HBCU to, to play football and stuff like that, you know. But overall, you know, um, I think he's going to still do what he did at Jackson State at Colorado. I just hope they're just not trying to remove him. We're giving him a lot of money and then fire him or something like that if it don't go right. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's not that kind of ploy to where they're just trying to, you know, um, get those recruits coming back to those big top 10 screws and stuff like that. That was a wave that I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give Deanna a lot of credit on that, that he kind of helped start it and stuff like that, you know? So I, I think overall, uh, I wanted to see him stay a little longer, but if you're not, you know, meeting this man demands and stuff like that, he has to move on. It's, that's only fair to him. You know what I'm saying? That's only fair to him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been uh, watching his interviews today. Shout out to his son uh, on YouTube. Well, well, media, well off media. I think I've been watching his his shorts and videos, you know, all year. But I watched his exit speech to the Jackson State University. The kids were sad. You can just see the disappointment. One one guy was like, I came back because we lost last year. I, I could have moved on, but I came back to play another year to try to, um, you know, get over that hump and win the last game, the championship game. And he just asked his fellow teammates not to transfer, just to stick around. Um, it's just a sad situation. Dion recruited all those kids, some of those kids. Uh, let, let me not talk like I'm an expert on it. I just got barely halfway into this uh, this topic this year. But I do know a lot of kids, he recruited a lot of kids, convinced them, convinced those kids not to go to other schools and come to that school. Now he's gone. What the hell was that? Sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> let me let me let me shift on this. I watched his his, uh, I don't know what you call it, his first speech up at Colorado University to those kids. Mm-hmm. And me and Teresa, me and my wife watched it. And it seems like he, it seemed like he could have a future problem with his coaching style at the big school that he's trying to use at the HBCU. I don't know if any of you have an opinion on it or saw his speech to Colorado University. It's but I see, book. yeah, yeah, it's, I looked at the kids. It's not all black kids. Like right. a lot of white kids at this school, who looked uh, really small to me. It looked like high school players to me for some reason. They looked like small guys, small kids. Hmm. But I can see a potential problem if he doesn't come in and win right away. I can see them trying to get rid of him quick. You know. Also, really, that's my take on it. Okay, Ryan, what you think? Um. So. You say not meet his demands, Squeak. How do you how do you know they didn't meet his demands, or or what was his demands? Because he's in a he's he's in a, a particular position to where just throwing 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 money at Deion at Deion Sanders is that going to move? Is that going to move? Make him move somewhere? Because he wasn't from from what I get from you know what I was hearing. Like he really wasn't the money thing wasn't an issue. He wasn't worried about what they were paying him because he had other revenue, other stream revenue streams. So he wasn't wasn't worried about whether they was able to you know pay him top dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is just what coaching is about. Like you get a job, and you you if a better job comes along, you take it. That's what coaching. That's that's the life of coaches and you recruit and you might recruit people, tell them to come here and you very well might not be there when they become seniors. That's just how it goes. And in his brief little three year stay at Jackson state, he's done more in that, in, them, in those three years than anyone ever could have imagined. So, and he has upgraded, updated, um, the facilities at some of these other HBCUs, they have been upgraded. And so changes are being made based on him, you know, being there for them those, those little three years. Now the challenge is going to be who's going to take that mantle and continue to shine that that light on HBCUs. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't really think there's a personality or anyone that can match what, what he what he brings as far as personality, charisma, 
accomplishments. So it's going to be pretty hard to replace it. But I don't knock the man for uh, for moving on to an, and getting another job because, uh, you know, he's always, you know, from the interviews I saw, he's always stated that if someone comes along, he has to entertain it. So uh, I never heard him say, I'm going to be here for the duration. I'm going to be like Eddie Robinson and, and spend a lifetime here. He never said that. Hey, Roddy, specifically today, he said he's trying to make it to the league. He named the stat something like seven black um, head coaches didn't get replaced or something like that. Some stat he gave. Basically, mm -hmm. he's trying to make it. He's trying to go up the ladder and be a black you know, NFL coach. Well, that's not what he stated on 60 Minutes. No, this is from today, his video from today. I watched the video. I, he didn't – he was talking about the players, getting players to the NFL from what I gather. It wasn't him. No, no, He said seven black coaches. Uh, and he named the percentage of the league being like in the 70s percentage and not having representation on the coaching right. staff. Right. He's talking about getting, getting coaches, you know, getting black coaches – in why, would he, why would he be talking to the kids about getting black coaches? He's talking about himself. I'm just saying the interview he gave on 60 Minutes a month ago, he said if there was an opportunity to, to move on, he would, and that he has no um he has no um uh he doesn't want to coach the NFL because what he's doing doesn't work with grown men. That's not you know the things that he's you don't he can't teach them to be men, teach grown men to be men. So this is where his level, this at this collegiate level, what he's trying to do works works best. So I mean, I mean, we, you know, I don't, I, I just going off of what I heard, and like I said, I, I watched it today, and I didn't quite catch that, but I'll watch it again though. All right, it was, you know, I think it was a sad day for the HBCU. I really do. Like you can't knock Dion because that's the end game, right? To he always said he wanted to coach. He wanted to be a coach in a, on a big in a big time program, and he eventually wants to coach the highest level. Uh, if he could have started at a big time school, of course he would have started at a big time school. So I knew it was inevitable. But what I didn't know is the 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 mark he would leave. Three years. I mean, he had Jackson State popping. Jackson State popping, everybody coming down to see him, everybody going to the games, games getting televised on ESPN. I mean, you would never saw that for HBCU. I wish they could have parlayed that into making him like commissioner of the SWAC or something like that. That's a fact. You know, that, that would be such a great – he can recruit the right coaches for the right schools, and he can leave the whole HBCU program just better. If because it's because he has it all, he has the personality, he can speak to the young people, he, he, he know, he a little hip hop, so he, he, he just touches every piece that you need when you're recruiting somebody. And I think he could recruit men to be coaches to the programs at the HBCU. So I just I know it's a big loss, it is congratulations to Dion, but it's just a super huge loss for the HBCU because I don't think. Them three years went by fast, and if you would have gave them, if you would have did it for ten, I think you would have a conference that rivals some of these bigger conferences. Um, but you said something. Um, uh, you said something interesting, or well, somebody brought up something interesting. He, you know, he ain't in it for the money. And Jerry, you said um, 
now that he's going to have like not only he, he's going to interact with more than black for the mo- for the most part. I'm going to pose this question to the group. How success do you think he can be successful in a mix with a in a mix with a, with a mixed program, a mixed population? How successful do you think he can be at Colorado? I don't think it should be no problem. I mean, he put, he played with, with with white teammates and stuff like that from college to 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 the NFL. You know what I'm saying? They they're just young men as well. They just from a different race, uh, different background and stuff like that. Yeah, it's you know. But on the football field, we all one. You know what I'm saying? And we have we have the same goal as a college student. You know, your grades come first. You know what I'm saying? And, and work on yourself. So. The agenda shouldn't change. You know, everybody has a different culture and stuff like that. But yeah, Dion is a man of many men. You know what I'm saying? He has a, a an influence and a reach, and that's that's evident by Colorado reaching out to him. You know what I'm saying? Seeing what he's doing at a historical black institution and offering him that job like they did. You know, so I, I don't think that should be a problem for him at all. You know, I guess, I guess the question I meant was that does his uh, does his style play? Does that work? Does that would that style work? I guess that's what I'm asking. I, I, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of white well, white kids gonna transfer out they, or yeah transfer program. Yeah, well, their quarterback he's already he's already going to the transfer portal because he gonna uh, K Mc uh, I think it's Josh McCown's son. Mm. Okay, he's already he's entering the, the transfer portal already. So I think uh, there's going to be some some of those white players are going to be intimidated because they're going to start bringing in some 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 athletes um, from the South, from Florida, from Texas. They're going to get an influx of them, and I think a lot of those white kids are going to transfer. Yeah, and I'm sure he's bringing his son with him to be quarterback. So it's yeah. probably the McNown kid is out of there. Yeah. I like his son too. Is it bad that they transfer? Do they improve the team when he brings these, you know, new players in? They should. I mean, he's going to bring in, like Rodney said, he's going to bring in a bunch of athletes, and they know how to play. I'm, I'm hoping he don't decimate the J, the JSU program. You know, he he take everybody that he recruited to Colorado with him. You know, now you kill that football team. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how plausible that is. I don't know if that's will really I don't know what's really gonna happen, but I can see a, a scenario where all the JSU good kids transfer to Colorado. Like they're like they're like they're really good kids transfer to play because it's a bigger platform. They want to make it to the NFL and that's the whole that's the whole idea behind it. Make it to the yeah. league. Yeah it's a it's a bigger platform, but it's a big culture difference too, culture shock. You know, you coming from Mississippi to Colorado, you know what I'm saying you coming from Alabama to Colorado you know, even, you know, he's left before. So that's the one thing that's going to, the college students and the, and the new recruit, they're going to always be looking at him about that. You know what I'm saying? What he did leaving from Jackson State to, to this situation. You know what I'm saying? So not to say that's a black eye, but that happens all the time, like Rodney, like Rodney mentioned. You know what I'm saying? That, that happens all the time. You know, coaches go from, Oklahoma State University to, to Ohio State. That's just a coaching shift that, that goes like that, you know. He, Deion, like I said, Deion is a man of many men. He he should be able to reach those kids and talk to those kids. But 
those kids can't BS him. You're talking talking about a former football player, former high, uh, high school, college player, NFL player. He know when you give and draw. He know when you know your assignment. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to BS that, that guy like that. Mm-hmm. Can this can, can anybody replace him? Can you, anybody can replace him down at, on that on that SBC? I mean, on that HBCU level. No. I think we. I think what he did, and I wasn't around to watch what Eddie Robinson did, but what he did, and I like this, that he brought in rap artists that those kids could relate to. You know, I saw Young Dolph in the locker room. I think I saw Moneybag Yo. Uh, those kids, like, they looked up to him like that. You know, it's like he had them their every word. He got the best effort out of those guys, you know, even like his son, you know what I'm saying? I, I always gave him the, the biggest re- and it wasn't as if, you know, if, if he wasn't the coach, his son wouldn't have got that starting job. I thought his son was a good uh in the, I thought his son was a good quarterback, a good football player, both of them actually. You know, the defensive back guy and and uh the quarterback, you know. But uh I think it's gonna take an effort. I don't think it's one person. I think it's gonna take an effort of of our uh black celebrities and like-minded uh, former uh, NFL players coming together to see the big hole, the big gap that Dion left. And if you really love HBCUs, let's band together. Let's let's do this. You know, because at the end of the day, you mentioned something about that commissioner. You know, had they made him that position, he would have been the guy that could have really put things in motion. You know what I'm saying? So you have like guys like Ray Lewis. You have guys like uh, Luke Campbell who who've been doing it on a lower level, but not a big level. That commission job for HBCUs has to be looked at now, because that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna probably fix this thing. And they know those HBCUs need that money to help these other facilities. They're gonna still steady need those recruits to come through if you want to compete with with the next level. You know. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask a question. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about intent. We didn't talk about intent. We're talking about him, you know, helping the HBCUs and the small, you know, the black schools. Why? Do you, what's each one of you guys? What's his reason for leaving? Why is he going to Colorado if not to go to the next, you know, next level? Is he just fascinated with helping college kids? No, or, I, I think I think it's 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 solely it's him. It's just it's, it's his goal. I think it's all. I think his intent is to become a head coach in the NFL, and I think he's just taking the steps. And like Roddy said, he told everybody, "If somebody come knocking, he gonna always listen." And I just think it's just the next step. I think the next step would be like a a, a really big program, like you know, like a you know Alabama or like a Oklahoma. It'll be a it'll be a super big you know be the it'll be a big big school unless he goes right to the NFL. Be successful. If he like takes Colorado, gets them nationally ranked, and get them, get them, uh, you know, going to these big bowls, playing in the college championship, he he going he's a leader of men. That's one good thing about him. He he knows how to lead. I think they just gonna scoop him up. I think Colorado did a great job, man. I think they did a great job getting him. I really do. It brings instant attention to that program. I don't know how much attention they needed, you know, what the financials look like on their end, but it does bring a lot of attention instantly. It does. And he, and he's going to bring, he's going to get them playing good. I mean, he's a good, he's a good coach. He's like you say, good leader. And he's a hell of a recruiter. He's going to get some athletes up there. That's going to play ball. So, yeah. 
I, I wonder, will he make Colorado play some some HBCU teams, HBCU teams? You know, just just for the look. You know what I'm saying? It's a good idea. Uh, it's a good idea, but it won't be a contest. <laughs> right, right, right. Different different program. Yeah, be, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd do that. Play. Huh? I would have loved to see his team play up. His his current JSU team. Yeah, me too. Them play a big. A nah, big he he was asked about that one time uh, this year, and he said there's no way he would do it because they're not ready. Mm-hmm. They don't have because and, and what he talked about specifically was the the offensive and defensive lines. Mm-hmm. They don't have the people to compete with with Alabama or or, or in you know any of those big schools. They got athletes, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he was specifically talking about Alabama because they asked him about him and Nick Saban. But I think he was specifically talking about he couldn't compete with Alabama. He said, "Give him a year," because of that. But I think he could have competed with like a, a San Diego State or like mm-hmm. a, you know what I'm saying, like a New Mexico. He could have he could have went up and probably gave them boys a headache. So yeah, Jay, I don't know why he's leaving. You know, to answer your question, I, I yeah, I, I have to agree with the group. You know, just just the opportunity, not you know. But so so, did he coming into this? Did he say he was going to be the savior for HBCUs and he was going to be there for for long term? He never came into that. So no, nah. no. So him leaving is just he's a he, you know he's a coach. This is what coaches do. They. They get the better job and they move on. I didn't know. I didn't realize Eddie George was a coach, a head coach at mm-hmm. HBCU mm-hmm. until yeah. they played. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't hear any. I had I hadn't heard any kind of rumblings. I was always wondering what he was up to. You know what I'm saying? Until they, you know, played against each other and, and shook hands at the end of the game. I was like, oh, because he's not Deion Sanders. There you go. There you go. It's got such a huge personality, man. It just worked. It just, it just worked. It just, it just worked. It worked good. So, it don't, but the, one thing about it though, him going to Colorado, you know, he's gonna have to win. He's gonna, ha- you know, it's it's not gonna be just all flash and rappers and all that shit. He's gonna have to win, no doubt. Um, and the playing fields are. He's on a more. He's on a more level playing field now. You know, because he could get anything he wanted at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know. I don't even have, know what their conference is. Who who do they play up? Who they play against? Yeah. So he's he's on a more level playing field now. So you know, it's going the pressure's going to be on after a couple of years. If if because okay, the team went one and eleven this past season. So. You know they're they're going to get a lot of guys in through the transfer portal. So, um, you know he gonna to have to have immediate results next year. Not not Pac twelve championship, but you know he gonna to have to see some. They gonna to have to make some strides next year mm-hmm. because once because all that flash and, and flash and shit that's gonna wear off if you continue to be one and eleven. You know two and eight, two and two and eight and shit like that. So. Yeah, did y'all realize it was three years that he was there? It seemed like it seemed like that was that long. It didn't seem like well, one of the well, one of the years was that COVID year. Okay, okay. So because they didn't play, they didn't play um, the normal. Um, they didn't play. They didn't start at October and finish in November. I mean, 
August, what August to November, they actually played that spring. They played their first season that that spring because of COVID. Okay, okay, man. Uh, so that was so basically about two years, three seasons in. No, it was three seasons, but with COVID, you probably in it with, with COVID and the fact that it was played in the spring, you didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because okay. it wasn't, it really wasn't football season, but that's when they played their, that that season. But when he, when when COVID was gone, well, whatever, whatever, it's, it's still around. But when they got back on a normal schedule, okay, we've seen them for two years. Yeah, I got you. Okay, all right, good guys. Let's, let's wrap that up and let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> this this um. Next topic, versus. We're going to talk a little bit about versus. Can versus still be good? Meaning, <laughs> okay. can versus still be good? Meaning, is there any good competition out there? Is anybody we compare that to make a good versus? Anybody I think of can make a good versus? Yeah, versus can always be good. It works. Because uh, it's for the fans. Uh, if the matchup is right, yeah, I think yeah. it can still be good. But y'all don't think it? Y'all don't think it's wore out? Yeah, I think there's still some 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 matches people want to see. I, I mean, when we looked at that Dipset versus Locks, and that was live in Madison Square Garden, that was a good matchup. Bone versus Three Six. Even the fighting. You know what I'm saying? The throwing the water, all that. That that was a good matchup. You just get the, you know. I think the Jay and Nas are never be on versus, so we we can remove that from 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 our head. But there are still there are still groups that you can get out there. There are still acts that you can get out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think you know. I think I think Snoop can come back to versus and do and do a live uh, battle with 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 somebody. You know what I'm saying? Buster Rhyme hasn't been on Versus yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of him, I mean, I don't want to, we can uh, get back to Versus still good, but people always talk about Buster Rhymes and how nobody wants to go up against him. Why is that? <laughs> I don't think he had, I think I think Buster Rhyme as an MC is very good, but I don't think he has the hits to beat a lot of people in Versus. That's why I'm asking this question because I hear that a lot. Like no, like people that say oh, nobody wants it with Buster. Why? Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I literally think Ti can beat him in versus. I think I think Ti is one of the most disrespected. Ti yeah. hits, man. That you do. And and, Bur- and and Buster just can throw a good verse out there. You know what I'm saying? A good feature. Mm-hmm. But that ain't gonna beat no entire damn song. You know what I'm saying? That somebody dropping. In my opinion, that's my opinion. I think versus can I think versus can do itself a favor and do rematches. Yep. Like they did some rematches, like especially some of the earlier verses where yep. you know they didn't put on a big show for them. Man, they can do some rematches and they can come back and, and I think pick it, get it, get it going good again. I, I thought I thought the 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 matchup between Nelly and Ludacris was the wrong matchup. I thought Nelly should always win against Ja Rule, me personally. Mm. Mm. I thought that would have been a good, a good, good matchup. I changed my opinion on it. I was going to say it could keep going. But when you think my whole theme of, you know, this episode has been money talks 
with Kanye. If somebody can make feel like they can make money with Kanye, he'll be you know accepted. Same thing with Mel Gibson. Some movie investors figure they can make some money, not as much as they used to be able to make, but they can make some money with him, so they make the movies. So money talks. So basically, artists don't need verses anymore. So in order for verses, in my opinion, to work, you have to pay them what they would get to do a show because verses got popular when artists could not go out and do shows like they could, you know, were doing during the pandemic. Now everybody's back on tour making they, their $50,000, $100,000 per night doing solo shows. So you have to be able to market it as a concert and sell out a big venue, depending on the artist. If it's a bigger artist, you have to be able to make, you know, like, like a festival type of, uh, in my opinion, not knowing the business, you have to like book them in a big venue so both artists can, you know, get their, their normal fee. Because I don't see anybody just doing it for, you know, for cheap right now when they can just go on tour. So with that said, do you think they can do it like the legends of virtues, like the, the old heads, the OGs? Like that, the smaller acts, smaller money? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Like a cool Mo D versus, I ain't going to say LL, but you know what I'm saying? Rock him versus Big Daddy Kane. Some I was still, already, yeah, I was still watching. Some we all wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think so. I think that's a that's a good idea. Smaller, well, old older acts that have gotten out of the limelight as much. Mm-hmm. Like they did that, uh, they did that UGK A Ball MJG. Man, I go see that live. I I'll go see yeah. that live today. Right. That was the best versus. I've, crowd was terrible. But I thought that was the best versus. Yeah, they've had. Uh, that's if, awesome. If, if they go smaller like that, do the masses say that they fell off? Like we'll love it, but do the masses say, "Yeah, it's over"? Look at these old, old rappers they you know have on now. I think it'll be an introduction to the to the new audience, though. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 think they heard those, but they didn't know who. You know, you finally put a face with a name of who performing these songs and stuff like that. You know. I didn't, I didn't, me personally, I didn't think KRS1 can beat Big Daddy Kane in the verses. I didn't, I didn't think he could, but clearly he did. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Any, any, any last thoughts on verses, guys? Man. All right. So move on. So this next topic, my wife and I, we were in the car. 21, so we were listening to Drake 21 Savage, their their, their uh, new CD. And 21 Savage has a line in, in one of the songs that says, what's her body count? What's, what's her body count? I hope it's not a lot. And my wife was like, huh, do you guys think about that? Do you think about body counts? Do you think about how many uh, men or women have slept with when you make a decision to date a woman or wife a woman or whatever. So I wanted to throw that out to the group. Body counts. What's too many? What's too many? Right. I start with you. Um, I think it's just a topic that you just, you better off just leaving alone because no, no, no matter what she says, you're not going to be cool with it because if she throw out 75, you're gonna be like, damn, like who the fuck raised you? Like, you know, what are you? You know, and if she and if she, and if she say two, now you like, bitch, you lying. 
you hiding something now because I know you've been with more people than two. So whatever the answer is, it's, 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 it ain't going to be what you want to hear. So just don't even go there. You know, it's, we all got a past. And if if she's a hoe, if she's a hoe prior to you, then at some point it's going to come out when you with her. So, you know, just, you know, leave it alone. Jay, what about you? Yeah, I say, I say, I say. Um, there is a number that I don't know what the number is, but there is a number that's too much, too many. Um, yeah, I guess I, I have to lean with what was Rodney, what Rodney is saying. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on it. You, you know, you're not gonna get involved with nobody. You could tell if somebody has been around, you know, a lot, and you're probably gonna not get serious about that person. Okay. I wouldn't, I don't really, you know, worry about this one too much. All right, Squeak. You know, in my teens and my 20s, man, this was a question that I used to always ask. I, I used to love to ask, like it really mattered. And, and sometimes in, in my head when I was young like that, you know, in my teens and my 20s, it, it, it mattered. You know, it's like you you, you pass in judgment. You, you want to hear this magical number that you really don't need to hear. You're going to. You're going to fuck around and let the love of your life walk away because she had a life before you. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you tell her your lie of how many bodies that you've been with, because you, you're you not counting all your one night stands and the little hookups and shit, you know, you're throwing out, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you don't pass no judgment. As, as I, you know, reached, became an adult and as a man, I, I shy away from that that type. I don't need to know that. I just need to know what your health is like. You know what I'm saying? You you bring something to be healthy. You know, that's, that's all that matters because at the end of the day, I can't go back and undo those guys you've been with. It don't really it don't really matter. You know what I'm saying? You you dating a woman that's been divorced, what you expect her to be with two people? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, come on out of here. That's a, that's a young man's conversation. You know what I'm saying? You hit your 40s, man. That don't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's like a woman trying to pass judgment on you that you've been with five or more women. Like, what you think, baby? What you, you looking at me. You know what I'm saying? Shit, it's supposed to be more than that, you know? We, we pride ourselves, you know, being with five, 10, 15 women in our life, 20, 35. We pride ourselves with that. But we, we holding a woman down to, you know, you want her to be with one guy for what? what if she, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it don't matter, you know? So... My view of that when when I when when I was younger, it did matter. As I became a man, it shit don't matter at all. I don't even want to know it. I, I do not want to know what your body count is. All right. Well, I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna throw a number out there. And I want you to give me, I want you to say if it's too many or not too, or you okay or no or not okay. This is somebody we dating or we talk about our current or current lady. This is somebody you was potentially wanting to date. Okay. The number is 25. And how old is this person? 35. It's too many. How right? Um She's 35. 35. So, um, I mean, 
What if she started when she was 15? Whatever the reason. That's 20 years. That's 20 years. You know, that's a little over one, 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 one a year. So is that, is that bad? You know, you, you bang one, you know, you bang 1.5 dudes a year (laughs) for 20 years. I mean, I don't know. So 20, yes or no, too many, not too many. I mean, it sounds it sound like a lot, but man, shit, she been fucking since she's fifteen. I mean, I, <laughs> she gonna have a few of them, you know. In some in some years, you know what? Twenty five. Nah, I'm gonna say that ain't that ain't too many. Right. Wait. Nah, that that's her business. That's her life. You know what I'm saying? She she didn't know she was gonna meet me. You know what I'm saying? She. Went through all 20 of them cats just to meet the, the Don Dot at number 26. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so it is, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to knock her when my number probably is, is probably the same or more or, or, or way higher. You know what I'm saying? When she asked me that same question, I'm lying. I only did with two. You know what I'm saying? I'm a virgin. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm keep going like that. Hey. Let's piggyback on that. If your current significant other asks you that, would you give her the number or will you lie? I'm lying. I'm not. I'm lying. I can't. I'm. I'm 47. I can't remember all them damn people, girl. I don't remember them shits. Shit. You the only one I think of. I'm I'm gonna keep on flipping that conversation. You the only one I've been with. That's all that matters. You the love of my life. I'm not answering that shit. Jay, you giving a you giving a real number or you are you lying? You shave off a couple. <laughs> you shave off a couple weird ones that you know. Once you get that number, eventually they come back and want details. So you have to clean that up a little bit. Hey, the the ones that stink don't count. Yeah, you got to shave them. <laughs> the off. ones that stink don't count. So you know, yeah. Uh, what about you, Rod? The real number. Uh, yeah, you 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 you, you, tell, you don't ever tell the truth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with y'all. No, nope. I ain't go. I'm gonna take that number to my grave. Yeah, I'm gonna take that number to my grave. And, and that's really why you don't have. That's really why you don't have that body count conversation. Because once you go with that number, now you have an epistle contest. Who's the biggest you ever had? Mm-hmm. And you don't want you don't want to know that answer. Mm-hmm. You don't want them stories. I think Squeak, you made a good point when you said we were when we that's a young that's really a young person's thing to talk to talk like that. As you get older, it's like who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Whatever. I'm happy with you. I'm in love with you. There you go. But I'm digging into your past 15 years ago. I bet you don't feel that same way if it's 25 and they had like five kids. Hey, when when, some, when you're in love, Jared, you know, it's like <laughs> too late for you trying to do no investigation. You should have been doing that on, on, on the first week, you know. Uh, <laughs> love living with her. <laughs> all right. Good discussion. All right, guys. Let's wrap it up. You know what time it is. Yeah. Slurp of the week. I'll kick this slurp of the week off. This one, I'll, I'll kick it off. My slurp of the week. We talked about them a little bit earlier. And this one was kind of hard for me because I had to think through it. But I think 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say Deion Sanders is my swerp of the week, and not for what you think. It's for more what he's doing to those kids. You know, I just think that's a real it's a real tough business that he got himself in. He brought a lot of these kids in to play football for him. They want to play football for Deion Sanders, and now he put them in a situation where they're there. They're in Mississippi. He's leaving them, kind of like abandoning them, and now they're kind of got to figure it out. And, and, you know, he recruited hard uh, about, you know, he being he 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 went out to people uh, like a lot of kids that didn't have a father figure and that kind of thing, and they really looked up to him. So I think he's leaving a lot of those guys hanging. I know it's it's probably an unpopular opinion of mine though, but I think he's leaving a lot of those guys hanging out to dry now, but moving on to Colorado and making that money. And these guys are sitting in Mississippi. So that's my swerp of the week. Jared, you got one? Yep. You let me let me uh piggyback. You said piggyback about five times. <laughs> this <episode. laughs> Let me add on to what you just said, Rodney. I owe you an apology. I rewatched this um exit speech at Jackson State University. He said four out of five black college coaches got fired and didn't get replaced. Or he didn't even say college. He said next level. And then his next sentence was about college. So I'm just going to assume that he was talking about college. But I still think his ultimate goal is to make it to the league. I want to clean that up. You know, Google fixes everything. So we ain't got to be arguing about shit. We just take a second, Google it, you know, and clear it up. So I just want to clear that up. Um, Swerp of the week, UFC fighter, Kevin Holland. <laughs> uh, he fought yesterday. So this weekend he fought. He was winning the fight. Fourth round, he got TKO. I think it was the fourth or fifth round. He got TKO. Fourth round. Fourth round. He got finished. He was. He came out playing, talking. Uh, he was just clowning the whole fight, just embarrassed himself. It's it's a, a like a thing he does. He seems he's like he reminds me of um, Donald Cerrone. He makes it to the big show, but never gets over that hump. So Kevin Holland, you should have focused and bit down and, and tried to win that fight without playing around. And you got clipped and got beat. So Kevin Holland is my swerp of the week. Cool, cool, cool. Wait, you got one. Yeah, I got the state of Missouri. Uh, last week, a uh, young man was uh, executed, you know, and they denied his uh, 19-year-old daughter uh, that's, that's uh, uh, ac- access to view her father's, you know, uh, I guess farewell as he was executed. You know, I thought that was totally wrong uh, to do, you know what I'm saying, considering that man's been incarcerated her entire life, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, they just... Just my swerp of the week, you know. I had a swerp of the week before we got on, and now I cannot remember who it was. Oh man, is it um, pe- is it people who like cruises? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Um, shit. Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. Put, I'm gonna say this one, and it's it's really not a swerp. It ain't hit their. It's not really their fault, but um, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna say Jerry Jones. He's my swerp of the week, um, for being present, uh, 65 years ago, um, at his high school, when where they were um, a mob of white kids was denying 
was six black students entry into high school. Um, he was, wasn't in the front row. He was in the second, second to third row. And his excuse was he was, um, he was just curious. That's why he was there. Fair. Um, so he's my swerper of the week because I honestly, I could, you know, if you, if you, if you was honest and me like, yeah, you know, I was there and, you know, we did, did some things that we would, you know, I'm not proud of, but you know, Look at what I've done since then. My views have changed. I've done all this. I've done all that. So I would be more. I have more respect for him if he did that than to say he was just up there because he was curious. Because that, that that I don't think that was true. So Jerry Jones is my swerp of the week. All right, all right, boys. That's a wrap. Another successful episode of Pod Deep, episode twenty-two. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on. All plat all, on all on all podcast platforms. Until next week, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Yep. Yep. Peace. Later. Later.